I opened up to chapter 21, the responsibility for sight. Oh, that's such a powerful section. I know. We have repeated how little is asked of you to learn this course. It is the same small willingness you need to have your whole relationship transformed to joy. The little gift you offer to the Holy Spirit for which he gives you everything. The very little on which salvation rests, the tiny change of mind by which the crucifixion has changed to the resurrection. And being true, it is so simple that it cannot fail to be completely understood. Rejected, yes, but not ambiguous. And if you choose against it, now it will not be because it is obscure, but rather that this little cost seemed in your judgment to be too much to pay for peace. This is the only thing you need to do for vision, happiness, release from pain, and complete escape from sin, all to be given to you. Say only this, but mean it with no reservations, for here the power of salvation lies. I am responsible for what I see, I choose the feelings I experience, and I decide upon the goal I would achieve. And everything that seems to happen to me, I ask for and receive as I have asked. Well, I, th I think that's uh, such a powerful passage in The Course in Miracles. It's almost like you could study just that passage. Mm -hmm. um, and it's saying, basically, you're going to be enlightened if you get this. But it's, it, it's so deep, that, that one prayer. Re read it again just the prayer part. Right, and so what it's saying is that everything that happens to you, you created it, of course, yeah. and uh, even the things that you don't like, you ask for. That's the hard part for people to get. Yeah. I am responsible for what I see. I choose the feelings I experience, and I decide upon the goal I would achieve, and everything that seems to happen to me, I ask for and receive as I have asked. So, negative results, um, or results that we say we don't like, this is saying we've asked for them. Right, and that's kind of hard to face, isn't it? Yeah, but, you know, that first paragraph says, in, this is the doorway to enlightenment, and to the degree you accept this, is also the degree the Holy Spirit can help you and the faster you're going to get enlightened. So, so I think, you know, we say in the LRT your results are your gurus. It's the same thing. It's like everything that happens to you, you have to ask yourself, well, what were the thoughts and the memories in me that drew this to me? So, so I think it's not... Um, it's not as heavy as people would make it out to be. It's really a release because uh, once you admit you had a thought that drew to you a negative experience or a negative result, then you're responsible and you're not a victim. See, that's the whole thing. It's like the Course is trying to free us from victim mentality. And it, you really embrace this passage you're free of being a victim. Right, that's a good point. So in our case, we tried to schedule something in a new way and it didn't work. And then we got kind of down after that. So yeah. um, we have to look at how we created that. I mean, 
Mm-hmm. We say, okay, we got down after that. That was our mistake. We should have just immediately. I mean, it's okay to make mistakes. We sure. were trying something new. It yeah. was okay to try something new, and it didn't work in the form we decided to try yeah. it in. But then our mistake was we got down after that. That could be. Yeah. And then uh, that attracted more stuff that was down. Yeah. Right. So, like I always cite Thomas Edison, you know, when he was trying to discover mm-hmm. the light bulb mm-hmm. and he made all these experiments, like thousands of them that didn't work. And somebody said, well, didn't you get discouraged that you failed so many times? And he said, no, I just discovered 2,000 ways not to do it. Right. You know, he so... He never got down about No, it. he never did. And I think that's the attitude uh, creative people have to have, you know? It's like you're trying new things, uh, you're kind of doing it, you're facing the unknown, you're trying new things, and if it doesn't work, then it wasn't meant to work, and you just move on to something else. Right, and that was our mistake. We got down, and when you when you lower your frequency like we did, if we were disappointed or whatever, um, then you attract other bad things by lowering your frequency. Yeah. So if you get down, that's lowering your frequency. Well, yeah. And we, we let disappointment run us there. That was our mistake. Yeah, okay. So what do you do with disappointment? You know, that's because things in life, you know, are sometimes disappointing. Mm-hmm. They don't go the way you planned or they don't mm-hmm. go the way you wanted them mm-hmm. to go. And then you get disappointed. And then the disappointment is a, is a low frequency. Mm-hmm. And then that attracts more things in that low frequency. So and then you get down more. <laughs> <laughs> so I just think of, uh, you know, I think of uh, Gabrielle and, you know, turning us on to this laughter yoga. And it's like, I'm, what do you do when you're disappointed? Well, you just have a good laugh, you know? Right. And you keep your frequency up, and you don't let the externals affect you. You know, yes, the, our results are our gurus, but our, our results are also how we respond to our results. I mean, if you have a result that is disappointing, but you teach it, you take it as a learning tool or as a teaching tool, and then you remain in, in the happiness of it, it's like you just gain more wisdom from it. You know, it's not a negative thing. Deceive yourself no longer that you are helpless in the face of what is done to you. Acknowledge but that you have been mistaken and all effects of your mistakes will, be, will disappear. So you should just say, I made a mistake and I still completely love and accept myself. Or I, I learned a lesson, you know, that, mm-hmm. that one lesson, 193, all things are lessons God would have me learn, you know. So then if, if it's something that you're supposed to learn, what not to do in this case, um, then that can be a joyous thing. Right. It is impossible the Son of God be merely driven by events outside of him. It is impossible that happenings that come to him were not his choice. His power of decision is a determiner of every situation in which he seems to find himself by chance or accident. No accident or, nor chance is possible within the universe as God created it 
outside of which is nothing, suffer and you decided sin was your goal, be happy and you gave the power of decision to him who must decide for God for you. Okay, so there you go. That's, that's the goal. The goal is happiness. Yeah. So, you know, God's will for me is perfect happiness is lesson 101. So we have to make that our goal. You know, what's your goal? Well, your goal is your will. Your will is how you're going to move, you know, like what you're going to move toward. You have to have a will to move. You know, you have to have a will to um, create. You have to have a will to be happy. So the will is very important. And what is your will? Is your will consistent with God's will? I mean, the whole point of The Course in Miracles is to make our will one with God's will. And then to see that, well, guilt, fear, anger, those emotions are not God's will. So if we're doing something and it's producing fear, anger, guilt, low frequency, then we're inconsistent with God's will. If we're doing things that produce peace and joy and love and sharing and goodness and uh, abundance, then we're consistent with God's will. So this whole thing of, of making our will one with God's will, it's very important. Yeah, be happy and you gave the power of decision to him who must decide for God for you. This is the little gift you offer to the Holy Spirit, and even this he gives to you to give yourself. For by this gift is given you the power to release your Savior, that he may give salvation unto you. Yeah, okay, so rather than be upset about, you know, we planned this uh, workshop over three weekends and nobody really went for it, so we should just say, well, we learned something from that. We won't do that again. And uh, maybe the way we had it before, the five-day uh, intensive was a better better thing. So, yeah. Yeah, so our test is can we make mistakes and not get down like we did like for that one? Yeah. Can, well, that's, that's, for, that's for anybody. Can you make a mistake and not feel guilty and pick yourself up, correct the mistake, and remain in a sense of happiness. Yeah, because next time we feel disappointed or upset, we should turn on the laughter yoga. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that should be the first thing we do is like that day we need to, we need to be on the laughter yoga. Mm -hmm. You know, or or call uh, Gabrielle and have a good laugh. Something. Mm -hmm. Okay. Should I keep going? Well, read one more paragraph. Begrudge not then this little offering. Withhold it and you keep the world as now you see it. Give it away and everything you see goes with it. Never was so much given for so little. In the holy instant is this exchange effected and maintained. Here is the world you do not want brought to the one you do. And here the one you do is given you because you want it. 
Yet for this, the power of your wanting must first be recognized. You must accept its strength and not its weakness. You must perceive that what is strong enough to make a world can let it go and accept con correction if it is willing to see that it was wrong. Yeah, well, that's, you know, Esther Hicks says uh, there's the world you want and the world you don't want, and you can't be focused so much on the world you don't want. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and you bring, but this, and this is saying, well, you bring that thing that happened that you don't want to the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit represents what you do want. And we read yesterday, you only need a little willingness to make this change. So let's just say something happens like this, this incident with the workshop where it didn't work out. Well, we take that to the Holy Spirit. We don't dwell on it. We just say, okay, I made a mistake and here it is and I'm willing to be corrected. And let the Holy Spirit take it from there. Mm -hmm. That's all you need to do. And then you focus on the positive things in your life that are working and you stay in the vibration of the joy or the happiness or the, or the abundance or w whatever that is, the gratitude, you know. So all this stuff works together and um, we shouldn't be thrown off at all by a negative experience. We should just say, well, that's an opportunity to make correction. You know, that's where love of correction comes in. Mm -hmm. And you have to like immediately take it to the Holy Spirit. And that's all you have to do really is what this is saying. Mm -hmm. You don't need to add anything more to it. You just have a little willingness to admit your error and take it to the Holy Spirit. And that's essentially, that's pure Ho'oponopono too, mm -hmm. you know. You, you, your mother is invoking through the child where the error is held to uh, send, send it all up to the Holy Spirit, the Father, and then the transmutation can take place. Yeah, or the miracle so, uh, can then take place. I think I'll do Ho'oponopono after this and put that in there. And yeah. I hope we've gotten our lesson that we never get down over something again. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, your goal, read that prayer one more time. I'm responsible for what I see. Uh, I choose the feelings I experience, and I decide upon the goal I would achieve. Okay, so the goal and we would achieve would be happiness. And everything that seems to happen to me, I ask for and receive as I have asked. So any negative experience that you have in your life, part of you has asked for it. Mm -hmm. Well, what's the purpose of you asking for it is so that you can drop it or let it go or mm -hmm. move on or whatever, not be affected by the externals. You may not consciously ask for it though. I mean, well, we didn't consciously ask for no, a, a disappointment. No, you don't consciously ask for it, but part of you, let's just say, you know, you have a memory of some kind of a negative experience, right? Let's just use this example that we're working on. There, were times in the past where we may have been disappointed by our results. We planned a workshop and maybe it didn't work. 
okay? We have memories of that. Mm -hmm. And then this is just a repeat of the memory. It's happening again, okay? Mm -hmm. So what if the disappointment, you didn't really clear it in the past incident, well, now it's going to repeat itself and come again so you can clear the disappointment. Are we clearing it right now? So I think we are clearing the disappointment that we're never going to be upset by the results. Yes, your results are your guru, but what's, what's the guru trying to teach you is that whatever the result is, there's no cause for upset. I mean, I know that's a, that's a big, big thing to ask for, but you know, Tarji used to say, you, you can only control your means. You cannot control your ends. So you can... What does that mean? <laughs> well, okay, so the means would be, I'm going to devote my life to some form of service, of yeah. giving, of, of sharing, of, of extending, right? So God has given you this, this gift, and you have to extend the gift in order to receive the gift. So that givingness is the means. Now, you might give a gift and it doesn't, uh, it doesn't get through, you know? Or people don't receive it or they don't go for it. Like, you know, our gift was, well, we'll have this uh, wonderful liberation breathing intensive and we'll do it over three weekends and it'll just be wonderful people will get so close well nobody received the gift because they didn't want to give up their weekend well okay so I understand. for whatever reason but the result was they did not receive the gift mm -hmm. that's the result that's the end okay so the means were pure but the end didn't happen but see, this would say you can control the end because all results you're creating it. Well, this is saying you are in charge of the end. Yes, yes, you are. We were controlling the end by our memories of being disappointed. Mm. So we were controlling the end. Yeah. But but the end is you know not what we wanted. So the memories of not getting what we wanted were being activated. Right. So we were controlling that end. Yeah. So that shows us that, well, why were we disappointed yeah, in the you, past? You were saying he only, he only says you can only control the means, not the end. But the end is a result of your thoughts. Well, okay, I, I see it from that standpoint. But I guess I think he was preparing us for if we have a disappointing end or our gift is not received, not to be upset about that. Mm -hmm. I think that's the main thing he was saying mm -hmm. was that, you know, uh, your results are your gurus, but your results may not be what you thought you wanted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, I think that that's, that that's the point. Yes, well, your subconscious is, is controlling the, the ends, but you should not be attached. I think that's what he said. Don't be attached to the ends. Oh, okay. But that, that makes more sense. Because if you're attached to it going a certain way that you, you envision and it doesn't go that way, you're attached to 
that way. And then to the degree you're attached, you're going to be much more upset. Oh, okay. So, so I think that he was correct in that, that saying, you know, you, you can maybe control maybe is the wrong word, but you have your means and then you follow through and then you get your results or your ends and you should not be attached to those ends because it, it could be clearing you of some subconscious thing you didn't even know you had, you did not even know you had. Yeah. Okay. I get it now. So, so that's. That's what he meant. Don't be attached to the results. Okay. Okay, thank you. Yeah, so maybe, did, did you read the rest of it, or should yeah. we, or what? Um, well, there's quite a few pages here. Well, what's the next paragraph? Um, I mean, this is such you, an important you, section. Maybe the we world should you it. see is but the idle witness that you were right. The, this witness is insane. You trained it in its testimony, and as it gave it back to you, you listened and convinced yourself that what it saw was true. You did this to yourself. See only this, and you will see also how circular the reasoning on which you're seeing rests. This was not given you. This was your gift to you and your brother. Be willing then to have it taken from him and be replaced with truth. And as you look upon the change in him, it will be given you to see it in yourself. Now, I don't understand this. Okay. Further. Well, what if, okay, let's just say. Um, Does that mean the world you see is but the idle witness that you were right? Well, you were right. Let's just say uh, our actions represent our will. Our will. So is that will one with our creator or is that coming from the ego and it's a separated will so it's talking about the ego's will that ends in these results that are very upsetting right mm -hmm. and then you have to see well you're responsible for that so so then if you were doing god's will and you left it in the hands like i placed the future in the hands of god right mm -hmm. well if you really are doing that, you're not attached to the result. And so you, you see, well, why would you put the future in the hands of God? Well, if God's will is your own happiness, then if you truly are putting the future in the hands of God, the only result that could come about would be happiness. Mm. All right? But it's also the unknown. You don't know how it's going to turn out. See, that's tricky because if you if you're pushing the if you're putting the future in the hands of God and you assume that it should come out right, then what if it came out wrong? Like for us, it came out wrong. Well, wait a minute. Stop there. How do we know that's wrong? Maybe if we were really putting our future in the hands of God and we got those results, we would not be upset about it. We'd be happy about it. Because only the ego says, well, I'm going to do X, and I want Y to happen. Yeah. Well, what if you did X, and you knew that whatever happened, if it's G, if it's God happening, that's going to be happiness. But see, where we get involved is we, we do something, then we, have, we do X, and we want Y to happen. 
and that's the ego. What if we did X because it was just the right thing to do, and then we leave the future in the hands of God? So whatever the result is, is going to be perfect, whether mm. it's this way or that way. Mm. Okay. So recently we had the thing where we, we did this interview, and then, and then there was problems on the other end, and the you know one of the one of the people who kind of set up the interview got in the middle of things even though they weren't doing the interview and then the whole thing kind of blew up well maybe we're just not supposed to work with those people right well, and that I was the result true. and we should be happy about that okay <laughs> all right then let's do it yeah so so i think this is this is a really important principle like you have this intimation or inspiration or direction to do something, right? I mean, we're, work is worship, so we can't be in a vacuum. We have to be extending. We have to be trying new things. We have to be putting ourselves out there. So we know that, and we do that pretty well. So in the putting ourselves out there, if we could make sure we're placing the future in the hands of God, then whatever the result is, is going to lead to joy. Mm. It's only the ego that interprets it that it didn't work out. But it feels like we should say that almost every day I place the future in the hands Yeah, of every day, every instant. It feels like, 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 okay, what if we do this and it doesn't work out? Well, okay, then that means it wasn't supposed to work out and move on to the next thing. Yeah. Not dwell on it. Just say, okay, boom. Yeah, so our big mistake is we did dwell on it. Yeah, but let's not dwell on it. Okay. Can we make a decision today? We're yeah. not going to dwell on anything negative that happens or we're not even going to interpret it as it's negative. negative. Okay. We're going to say, wow. That's so wonderful that we don't have to work with those people anymore, yeah. you know, or whatever, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, you know, it was difficult. It was difficult to begin with w working with those people. So now we're free. Yeah, that's a good We don't have to work with those people. We're free. Okay, well, I hope we can stay clear on this. Well, we have to. And I, I, think, <laughs> I think, you know, people should read that passage. Every day, mm -hmm. I'm responsible for what I see, and I set the goals that that I have. Mm -hmm. And if there's something that seems to happen to me, I ask for it. You know, you ask for it. Your subconscious mind asks mm -hmm. for it because it's familiar. Yeah. And and uh, it's just another lesson God would have you learn, and the final thing is place the future in the hands of God and what do you care what the results are if if you're placing the future in the hands of God then you're saying I'm making my will one with God so whatever happens if God's really in charge God would only be giving me happiness so if I'm getting this result and I'm not happy then my will is not one with God's will what if I got the result and it wasn't what I thought it should be, but it's what it should be, and I can be happy about that? Okay. So that's that's really the test here. So okay. th this is a very good passage. I mean, it's one of the most important passages in the text. Right. So can you tell the, our listeners where that is? Uh, it's um, 
it, what it's chapter? A, chapter 21, Reason and Perception, and it's called The Responsibility for Sight. Yeah, and what's the section number? Two. Two. So it's chapter 21, section two, yeah. The Responsibility for Sight, and everybody should read that over and over and over again. That that little prayer is like one of the most important mm -hmm. prayers in the whole book. And mm -hmm. it immediately gets you out of victim consciousness. Yeah. You know, lesson 31 says, I'm not a victim of the world I see. Well, that, that drives it home. If you got that passage, you'd be liberated. Mm -hmm. So I think it's wonderful you, you opened up to that. Yeah. It must have been exactly what we needed to I hear. I think so. <laughs> so thank you, people. We're very glad to be with you today. And thanks for joining us on this podcast, and we'll see you again.